I'd like to thank everybody. Perfect. We need to get everyone's attention. Perfect. Perfect. Well done. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank everybody for coming out. We're doing another uh, Live from the Grafton recording. And we've got Jonas yes. Frittle here with Anna Jacobson. And I think we're going to have a great night of music. Thanks. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around. And they're going to play a couple of songs, and then I'll come back and we'll start grilling them about their lives. tonight I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about the songs yet but that one I got off uh, 
got off a Al White in Berea, Kentucky. It's an old children's old children's rhyme set to music. He credits the Armstrong family, which uh, apparently is a family from an old-time family that's uh, from around this area. So when I credited them, I played that song, played that one for a long time, and uh, um, I think I probably played it for the first time in this back room maybe seven years ago, and I played it, and then I credited the Armstrongs, and uh, Paul Tyler was very impressed that I knew, and I felt pretty big. <laughs> felt pretty big. The man knows his stuff. He's been on this before, right? As he should be. This is a new one. This one is called... Uh, Long Distance Nation. What's it called? It's longer roads to Del Rio from Clinch Mountain, Virginia. But a 75 a week from the radio. Break when the heart's at stake like weeds, they will tumble. 
on the border radio when the depth of distance shallow when every lover's prayer has a purchase in the air and every song has wings to travel and are you listening like a tin can on a string can you feel the vibration when every distance is made near There's no telling what you'll hear In the new long distance Nation In the new long distance Nation Thank you. really beautiful thanks a lot thanks um you know one thing that i usually like to talk to people about is kind of where where they come from um and i think jo uh jonas some of this was some of this music around you when you were you were growing up in north carolina or is it something you kind of had a dig for uh i had a lot of music growing up in my house but by this music I'm, I'm thinking your question probably centers around traditional, uh, the, tra Starting the, the music, yeah. the music that I kind of I've ended up playing. Yes. So no. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So no. Most of my music in childhood would have been uh, a lot of Jackson Brown uh -huh. uh, and, and a lot of James Taylor and the old timey stuff um, I had would have come from sort of uh, I guess from my mom. Mom would play. Uh, she had some old, like some Tom Rush tapes, mm -hmm. and then and then there was like two, I think like two Doc Watson tapes. These were cassette tapes. <laughs> of course, these cassette tapes that we talk of. Yeah, um, so a lot of music, but the the old timing stuff wouldn't. Uh, this kind of stuff wouldn't have come until later, for me. And did did anyone in your family play music? Yeah, my dad plays guitar and, uh, and sings. Everybody, we all had, uh, I have two brothers, and we all had to take piano uh, <laughs> lessons as kids. So we all have, we, we had a piano. So, so you, you get, if, I think that's, you have to justify it. You have to, somebody <laughs> has to take piano lessons. Did you enjoy the lessons? I didn't. I didn't want to play. Uh, I wanted to play tennis. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted, to, and I did. I mean, I was, I was, uh, uh, I wanted to focus on tennis. I think uh -huh. I was playing tennis since then, and it was, yeah. I regret that uh, even now. I had lessons for years, but um, was was fighting them most of the time. You regret not being a tennis player. Tennis? Yes, of this. I I, re I regret not being a highly paid, com com competitive tennis player. Um, right below that, I regret not continuing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> Tennis's loss is our gain, I think. Yeah. What? What were? What did you start playing guitar, or was it guitar or banjo? What did yeah, you guitar start was next. I picked up the guitar um, after quitting the piano. Uh, there was a, a it was a yard sale uh, harmony uh, that I still have um, that my dad uh, bought for me, and uh, and I started playing uh, right then. I must have. I was probably twelve. Uh huh. So you, were you playing just kind of popular stuff, Jackson Brown stuff? 
Zach Watson? What's what comes out at first? Yeah, I think um, I had a book. Oompa! I had a book that maybe somebody else would know. It's like a campfire song book. It was it was black and it 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 had like hundreds of songs in it and they were only it was just the lyrics and then like the the names of the chords written above and it would have things like like Michael Row Your Boat Ashore right next to things like Proud Mary. Uh-huh. It was sort of does anybody know what I'm talking about? I think I've got a brown version. Okay. It was like a campfire sing along book. Yeah, so I had that, and I think a lot, like, I, I think a lot of the chords were wrong. <laughs> I bet they were all like them? simplified, yeah, like they're all right. there were only three three chords in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, so that's how I that's how I started, and then you know, my dad I, um, I paid for lessons for years after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. maybe he wanted me to stop playing <laughs> the campfire song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when when do you start playing out? You know, going out and playing, or were you someone who was kind of playing on your own before you started? Uh, I was in you know? yeah, I was in the high school. Um, I played marimba in the high school um, symphonic band. You didn't bring your marimba. Today. I didn't bring my marimba. I re- uh, marimbas are expensive. <laughs> you, you you need to be a tennis player to afford. Yeah, marimbas. only tennis players can truly afford uh, a marimba. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I played, I played at the like the concerts in school, and then I would play um, some local festivals with with my dad, mm-hmm. uh, my dad and and my little brother. So the three of us would play some, you know, just little local coffee shops and and some local festivals. The honey, like honey festivals, <laughs> sourwood honey festivals. Uh-huh. These are in North Carolina. Yeah, or? really yeah. specific. Uh-huh. A festival dedicated to sourwood honey. <laughs> it's really good honey. <laughs> Somebody's gotta celebrate it. What kind of uh, do you still play any of the type of songs you were playing then, or those songs? Uh, maybe, maybe more recently. Uh, uh-huh. uh, we played again, like some Beatles and okay. James Taylor, and sort of early um, California singer-songwriter, early mm-hmm. rock. Uh, are those still with you? Is that an influence on you? Those sort of songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. I right. think that's that kind of thing is always that kind of thing is always back there. And then with the group, we're playing some uh, like Paul Simon. We got a ball, uh, Paul Simon and a Beatles uh-huh. cover that we do in the group, and those are both uh, artists and tunes that I was listening to. Yeah. Did Did you feel weird bringing it kind of into you know something of a traditional music space or no? No, no, I don't think so. With the gr- with the with the majority, uh, majority yeah, yeah, with the majority, I don't um, wouldn't call us a traditional right, okay. band. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of fits the fits the vibe. Or vibe, yeah. Yeah. Do you, you want to do an example of one of those? Could you guys ready to do that? If, if not, it's all right. Think, no? Yeah, I don't think you we don't could. It's okay. pretty. Um, the in, most of the majority stuff is pretty really based on the arrangement for the full group. Mm-hmm. So to strip it down would, right. wouldn't do it much justice. Well, so It'd also be shameful how little I actually play. <laughs> <laughs> how often I'm doing the, the old, um, what was, the, what was the, the, like the showbiz pizza or the Chuck E. Cheese band <laughs> thing? The, uh, I'm just kind of waving my yeah. hand over top of the strings and <laughs> pretending that I'm playing. So yeah, that trumpet sound is coming out of here. 
Yes. They do the majority of the work. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you're doing these kind of, uh, you know, uh, singer-songwriter things, and, and then I guess you go, you go away to school, right, and mm-hmm. the college, and are you still kind of into that same type of music, or, or what's yeah, going on no, at that yeah. point? Yeah, so Berea, Berea College, I went to Berea College in Kentucky, uh, and uh, got hooked up in the bluegrass band there. They have a blue, uh, bluegrass program. Mm-hmm. And I was taking guitar lessons from the professor of bluegrass, and then he needed a bass player for the bluegrass band, so I got started as a, um, an upright bass player with the, the bluegrass band and spent some time in the bluegrass world uh, before I found out what I, I think I really liked was the uh, old time, mm-hmm. that there was a difference between the two, uh, two genres. What, what would you say is the most important part of, of the difference? Um, well, I mean, bluegrass is, has a really heavy um, improvisational component. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got a lot of stand and deliver kind of on your own aspect of it. Uh-huh. And then the old time music, uh, maybe, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's more social, like, mm-hmm. but it feels more social. It feels... Like you're all in this together, kind of the whole time. Everybody's playing the same thing. More, and more accessible, or or just just social. I think just more yeah. social. Yeah, it might be even maybe less accessible. Why is that? Bluegrass has a lot of songs and a lot of things you might recognize. Uh-huh. I think, and bluegrass is I, compared to that. I think it's 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 still pretty modern compared to tra- right. a lot of other traditional music forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can still hear like some bluegrass songs pop up on maybe country radio right. right now. Yeah. But you're, you gotta dig into the public radio for the, for the old time tunes. I so, think. so who, who opened the door to the old time, old time stuff for you? Uh, I was living with the bluegrass player in college, uh, with the banjo player who I, um, was in the bluegrass band with, and I was going through his CD collection and, uh, pulled off, uh, an old crow medicine show record and he said you can have that that's terrible <laughs> that's terrible bluegrass uh, and he was right it's not bluegrass well yeah and that's really where i learned the difference between uh that's where i learned the difference i was like oh i think maybe what i like is uh, might not be might not be bluegrass what i like might be old time and then even later down the line after i moved here um, I discovered that most of the stuff I like on the old Crow Medicine Show record is is actually pulled from the 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 jug band genre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the jug band music genre. Do you, you guys want to play some sort of uh, just an old time song of some kind or a jug band song? Sure, we play a jug band song. So this was um, one of the tunes I recorded with uh, Anna over here on the uh, with the bare hand jug band. This is an old tune called "What's That Taste Like Gravy." Down in 
People coming from miles around just to hear me shucking corn. Cause it sounds so sweet, sounds so low, just like it couldn't blow. Well, what's that taste like gravy? song like that what did uh what is what do your bluegrass buddies say like is, is there a sharp line like that's oh that's not cool or is no. it kind of, there isn't at all no. right yeah no okay <laughs> <laughs> that was the way you described it about kind of like the making the shift though it's a line right it was a you made the shift from yeah i think there's a line right? it's like what you're choosing maybe yeah. to do some people are like some bluegrass pickers are like that's hard right you gotta really want it right right yeah, you gotta really want it. You didn't want it, man. <laughs> I I don't know if I could practice as much as it takes uh-huh. to just—it's a lot of licks right. in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. You gotta know how to play. So I like to have one good lick that I play all the time. What what what, what is that lick? Is there? <laughs> well, I don't even do that anymore. I just let Anna play it. Give that away. Don't give that away. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna tell you my lick. The secret lick. The secret lick. Anna knows it, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. She knows it. Uh, so you're you're at college. You're, what sort of uh, are you playing at coffee houses, festivals? What sort of playing are you doing while you're in college? There was one coffee house and one festival. Um, the coffee house was the uh, Berea Coffee and Tea, and they did not have music. And then there was the Spoon Bread Festival, and the Spoon Bread Festival did uh-huh. did have some music. That's a lie. There was two festivals. There's a traditional music fest there that was really, actually, yeah. uh, really quite great. Um, but uh, as far as like as far as playing out, the college bluegrass band was mm-hmm. was pretty good. Um, uh, we we got to do uh, we did a tour of Ireland while I was in college. So I did my first my f- first overseas experience. 
was with the bluegrass band on tour for two weeks in Ireland, and that was that was really something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that so they have an official college like the way some another school would have a football team or something. They have a bluegrass yeah, band. Yeah, it was a class. It yeah. was a quarter credit. It was a quarter credit class. But there was um, I mean, we would go and visit like East Tennessee State University has a really like famous program and we would go and visit sometimes and they have pickers i mean they have people come from uh it's just uh, the time i visited there was this really hot bluegrass picker and and she was from alaska like they would came from really far away to to be there with raymond mclean uh was the was uh, running the program at the time which was our connection the the bluegrass professor at berea college um was his brother-in-law so the family thing uh-huh. yeah so what did you notice out there in, in Ireland that kind of, that struck you? The, it's similar to old time music. They have, the, that, the, um, they have that genre of music where everybody gets together and they know the same tunes uh-huh. and you play the tunes together. There's not any soloing. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. And I, went, I ended up going back two more times uh, on my own after that to spend some time with the people that I had met there mm-hmm. learning to play uh, Irish tunes. Don't ask me to play any of the Irish okay, tunes. I was, you saw that look in yeah, my yeah. eye. Yeah, you leaned forward like, <laughs> so can you do that? <laughs> uh, well, where, where were you? Were, were you in, in cities? Were you in uh, like, you know, villages? I lived, in, I lived in Cork uh-huh. while I was in Ireland. And, uh, but most of the time I would end up taking a bus south to Carrigaline and then maybe uh, and then a little bit over to Kinsale. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, most of the people I knew were in the southern area. And so you, you know, so you finished school and then you were part of a really cool program right where you're studying mm-hmm. with a community mm-hmm. you tell me with a communal something with with music i forget communal uh, something with communal music communal something y'all. with music that's a good gig if you can get it did you, did <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i did i had a watson fellowship um which funded a which is a fellowship that funds a postgraduate year of travel um, with a, a sort of a specific purpose, so I was I was um, set loose upon the world with the the aim of uh, learning community oriented music gatherings, learning how to build community through traditional music forms, mm-hmm. which is how I ended up here. So where the, where were the places that you were, were going to? I was in Ireland uh, and Scotland, England, Australia, and and, and Canada on that trip. You're spending like how long in each place? Um, it was, it was um, majority of the time was in Ireland, Australia, and Canada, with quick stops in with in Scotland, England. So sp- sp- split pretty evenly between the three areas. Uh-huh. Did you feel there was a, a different approach to music than in America, or? Were there more similarities that struck you? The similarity, because a lot of times I was finding old-time, traditional old-time American communities. A lot of times I was, so I was finding people who played uh, uh, American traditional music outside of America, which was, that was interesting, because I found those communities to be very similar Mm -hmm. everywhere I went, like a certain kind of... Even within the States, it would be the same type, or were they... No, I don't think so. I think it was... Yeah, it was a specific kind of non-American, non-American, trad American right. personality. <laughs> and what was that person like? Uh, I don't know, communists. There were a lot of. 
it was. I was there was there was a lot of political. There was a lot of political uh, uh, bent in the groups. There was a lot of um, sort of. It was like a very anti-establishment. I mean, I mean, you might even call it like hip, like hipster now in 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 the in the states or in the city, but I don't think. But there was especially a political element. Yeah, a lot it, of yeah. I think a lot of like a lot of I don't know. I don't like to say those. I don't like p- politics, <laughs> so I don't want to get too far into so, it. So, but it's it's something you don't see here. It's not really something that connects musicians in America necessarily. No, I think it does way. now, but it was different. I mean, this has been this has been like ten years. Yeah, yeah. So it's been I think it was a little different. Right. Yeah. So then, and then, did you come to Chicago after that? Uh huh. Yeah, spent just a little time back home in North Carolina, but then I ended up here at the Old Town School after doing all that. Uh, it's just the right place. How how do you how do you find your way here? Uh, I fell in love with uh, a CD of Abigail Washburn's music, and I was on her website, and I saw that she was playing a show at this place called the Old Town School of Folk Music, uh, and so I clicked on the link to see what the Old Town School of Folk Music was, and then I saw they were hiring for some summer jobs, so I applied for a summer job. And they hired you. And they hired me, yes. Good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I needed that at that point. How about, how about we do another tune, and then I'll, we'll come back and talk more about Old Town School and stuff like that. Okay. Right. We can do that. J-Mac, I'm putting your pick down right behind me. Samson was a lover, though he killed a thousand men. Sweet as any honey pulled from a lion's head. Hard as any jawbone when it came to a woman's bed. Samson was a lover, this is what he said. What would I? Did I do what I have to like 
everybody does What did I do for love? And Samson was a lover And it made his mind forget Till he heard the sound of silver As she asked for his secrets And he lied like a schoolboy At last he did relent Samson had a lover to his head Now Samson was a lover and love is famous blind and though they took his body prisoner it was Delilah ruled his mind you might call him a martyr you might say suicide Samson was a lover, and like a lover cried, what would I do for love? What would I do for love? Would I stand between pillars and give them both a shove? What would I do for love? This story a thousand times And still I look at you And I wrap the question around my wrist What would I do If you ask me for my secret I'd tell you, darling, true Samson was a lover And I'd be the same for you Samson was a lover And I'd be the same for you Thank you. So, so you come to Chicago, and um, are you writing your own songs at this point? Have, have you been mm-hmm. since college? When did you start writing your own songs? Yeah, I started, um, I started writing songs early. Uh, I started writing songs maybe in, in high school and then was doing it in, into college. Uh, and then uh, they were all terrible. They were all terrible, um, and I was trying to lis- listen h- hard to the to the uh, the writers that I really liked, and I was reading reading all about them, and uh, and, and f- I th- that was part of the reason I found traditional music was I was finding that most of the writers I liked were maybe you know half and half. They were they had spent a lot of time in, in traditional music and. We're finding a lot of strong melodies and a lot of strong imagery uh, from that from that place, and so then I went to play that, and I just loved it so much. I I stopped writing for a while and was was just just picking. Yeah, I, w- I was when when listening to your music, I was thinking about uh, I think it's Pete Seeger who says about Bob Dylan that he could play all those songs because he had spent so much time kind of entrenched in traditional music. Uh, do, you, do you feel feel that's true? That did it help to kind of just be deep into that world of traditional music and then try to make your own thing? I think it helps. Yeah. I think it helps. I think it's hard when you write songs. Uh, if you're uh, trying to write songs, I think it's hard not to write uh, songs that are uh, in your own like sort of just about you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
songs that are just about you, and that's hard for other people to enjoy beside yourself. <laughs> I, I personally think, I think that's, and that's where we like traditional music. Like, we like this, the ballads. Uh-huh. Uh, you love, we love the stories. We like whoever that worried man is. That's singing that poor that, guy. He's singing that song all the time. Like what's he's he's like he went to sleep and he woke up like chained up and hauled off. So that's gonna beat any like my girlfriend doesn't like me song anytime. I think unless that's what happened to him. Maybe that's why it happened. You that don't might know. have been that might be who chained him up. How long was the period where you were kind of like, oh, I'll just do traditional music to that wasn't a choice i, I mean I, yeah i was it just, just doing kinda, it for a while uh-huh. yeah what, what was the was what was the song where you kind of were like oh i i can do this when did that happen when it I, sounds like you can do it like i hear your uh, songs and it's like you know these like are a song, real, these a are song that songs. i wrote yeah a song where that you I wrote? listen to it and you said to yourself oh you know i i have what it takes to write write songs and bring them out for people to hear and stuff like that Oh, that's a hard one to answer without sounding like you really like yourself a lot. <laughs> do, do, could we pretend? Let's let's assume you like yourself a lot and proceed. <laughs> I have a song that I really like. I have so an answer maybe. I have a song that I wrote that I really like yeah. because to me it sounds like maybe somebody else wrote it. Uh-huh. It sounds uh, when I got finished with it, it sounded the. Uh, like maybe it was like so I'm a big John Prine fan yeah, and when yeah. I finished it and sang it I was like hey this might have been like in his mm-hmm. throwaway pile it might have been <laughs> it might have been like there it's like okay if I could write John songs yeah, if throwaway I can write, pile yeah if I can write right? his trash then I'm feeling okay <laughs> this is just a super super songwriter right is is that a song you guys are sure to play yeah we can do that one tell tell us a little bit about that's it called the ballad of Babyface and Two Tall Sue John Prine's Trash. Now there stood two tall suits in a Western Avenue street light And finishing her last pack She looked like a smokestack On a Gary, Indiana night Long came babyface Roosevelt He was looking just like a kid He'd been 21 years For 15 years but you still couldn't buy him a beer Ain't we all just born the way that we're born? Ain't we all something funny to behold? You and your lover just look at each other Ain't we the funniest joke ever told?
Now Roosevelt, he only wore suits And suit only wear flats And he never chewed gum Cause it made him look young And she slouched whenever she sat their eyes they met in the street lights which was strange given their heights the Sears Tower looks down on the children's museum and they fell in love that night Just look at each other Ain't we the funniest joke ever told Is you lost? She said, How's the weather up there? And they laughed and they stared And she tussled his hair Cause it's love and it's love and it's theirs Ain't we all just born The way that we're born Ain't we all something funny to behold? You and your lover just look at each other Ain't we the funniest joke ever told? Yes, you and your lover just look at each other Ain't we the funniest joke ever told? Thank you. So, what, around when did you write that? Were you in Chicago already, or is that I was again? in Chicago. Yeah, uh -huh. maybe 2012, 2013. So you're teaching classes already for for a little while, then, right? A few, trying yeah. really hard. What classes did you start out teaching? Um, I started. I, I did a little banjo sub work for Jim Becker. He went out on tour, and uh -huh. and then I took a summer of teaching banjo. Uh, and then after that, uh, I started doing some Wiggle Worms classes. Uh -huh. um, and then it was just uh, J-Mac, actually. I subbed in for J-Mac on one of my first ever guitar, uh, teaching guitar classes. Um, that was really important. Yeah. Really wanted to be... Because we, yeah, well, we just, yeah. <laughs> no one could tell the difference between me and Jason McGinnis, so that worked out really well. <laughs> we pulled that one a lot. Wait, isn't this uh, Jason? Aren't you Jason? Yeah, yeah, this oh. is... Uh, I'm sorry, I meant yes. I meant I yes. I messed this up. <laughs> so uh, was, it, was it hard at first to teach classes? Did you have any background in doing that? How did, how did that come together? Uh, classes here at the school yeah. felt really natural because that's the way I learned. Uh -huh. uh, 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 having somebody play at me and then me playing it back at them, that was, that was how I learned. So to be in a place where that's what you do, that was... Yeah. That was great. 
And and um, who are some of the other people that you kind of connected with when you started hanging out here? Jason McInnes was like the first guy, like the first night. I shouldn't say like so much because it's not not doesn't make me sound good on the radio. Um, we'll edit it out. Yeah, please. Be just like these little brief cuts. Like and swear and swears both. We'll get rid of. Jason McGinnis. I met him in orientation for the camp, which was my first job here. And then he took me. He said, "Hey, we got to go down to see uh, the Devil in the Woodpile. This band at the Hideout. They play there every Tuesday." Yeah. And so I went down to the Hideout and I saw Devil in the Woodpile. I was like, "Yeah, I got to be here. I got to." <laughs> I gotta work here and then spend all my money here at this <laughs> at this bar. They're great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, which was cool because then uh, the jug band that we put together, Anna and I were were playing in. Devil in the Woodpile broke up uh, like years later down the road and stopped doing that date, and uh, and uh, we got to play it. Yeah. So there were several nights where we had that at regular. Yeah, at the hideout we had that regular gig, and I was like, yeah, this is. <laughs> You've got- you got their spot. Yeah, man. I mean, just playing. You in that front room, right? Didn't in that front room. It? Yeah. But like, you yeah. never feel so cool playing for five people <laughs> as you do in the front room of the hideout. Yes. It's like you really made it. How did How did the two of you meet? Uh, I met um, Anna's now husband, then boyfriend at the old town school. He was working a summer. Found out he played trombone, and I was just starting the jug band music, and and wanted. Uh, Really was interested in the idea of having that, and uh-huh. he said we come as a pair. <laughs> Turns out, better half of the pair. Yeah. <laughs> He's not gonna. <laughs> Just make sure he doesn't listen to this. No, 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 no. He, He's, he understands. Evan's it. fantastic. Evan's fantastic, but he doesn't. I mean, how many times you get a French horn player that's gonna play in your, in your jug band? Yeah. <laughs> that's because that's. I mean, it, she's a fan. I mean, all right, she's a fantastic fiddle player, and um, but she plays French horn <laughs> like professionally. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, who else was who else was in the jug band? Who were you guys playing with? Uh, my good buddy Clay Goodpasture uh, was in is was in that jug playing uh, playing the jug. So he was essential. Uh, Pamela Maurer was playing the washboard, and later we picked up Andrew Francis playing, playing the guitar. Um, way back when it was just three of us, it was me and Jason McInnes and, and uh, Clay, and we banged out a, a Johnny Cash tribute right back here in this room. We played the Shoeshine Boy, um, Get Rhythm When You Get the Blues, and J-Mac played the, uh, the Apple Box, right? You were stomping. <laughs> stomping and playing, playing his knees in the apple box, and it was super. Do well, you want to give an, another example, kind of the jug band stuff you guys were doing? Sure. We do that? Yeah, yeah. Classic, great. This is a jug band tune. Uh, Gene here from the Memphis Jug Band. Called Tear It Down, Bed Slats and All. Well, I had a little woman and her name was Eve, and every time I kissed her, she called the police. I bet them biscuits, beg them brown. Done talking, she tear it around. Kicking up music in your style Then you gotta tear it down I 
and you're a star and you got tear down Well, see that man in his head in shame See that man doing that cocaine And I went downstairs and I rang the bell Police in the alley and cocaine And catch another mule in your star Then you got tear it down I said tear it down Got tear it right down Get tear it right down Got tear it down Catch another mule kicking in your star And you got tear it down That's kind of a thing with the jug band music. It's got that sort of like happy-go-lucky sound, but it's you know it's often about drugs and violence. I mean, it's kind of it's pretty hardcore, you know. Sometimes it was uh, legal at the time. <laughs> cocaine, violence? cocaine okay. was yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of cocaine songs. It yep. was good time for cocaine. <laughs> for the industry. For the industry, yeah. yes. <laughs> what uh, do you, do you, when was it most popular? Like uh, the early nineteen twenties, early nineteen twenties, and was it something anybody would you hear it on the radio mm-hmm. at all? You it would. was actually yeah. quite popular. It was a uh-huh. quite popular form of music. Yeah, in in the South, all over the U.S. All over. Yeah, yeah. it was an urban. I mean, Mem- yeah. Memphis. Right. So it's sort of it was more of a, like an urban. I mean, there was a crossover into some of the uh, string bands. Mm-hmm. So you would see jugs and things and play some of the, like the square dance or what we consider like barn dance kind of music. But it was um, most of it was. Uh, urban uh, and African American, or early African. It was a blues form, right, an early blues right. form. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, how long were you guys playing with the jug band? Uh, four, just... four years, four or five years, four or five years. Uh huh. So around Chicago, or were you going around? Around Chicago, and then every once in a while, Minneapolis. Every winter, in the dead of winter, they have the Battle of the Jug Bands yeah. in February, the Sunday after the Super Bowl. Cool. You can go see 40 jug bands from all over the country duke it out for the, the Waffle Iron trophy. <laughs> uh, and then down to Louisville for the jug band Jubilee we went even once. Did we travel further than that? I don't think so. I think Louisville's, yeah, Louisville's as far as we, as we went. went. And uh, how, is there, uh, is there, is, how competitive is this? Super competitive. Come on. A lot at stake. Yeah? A lot at stake. <laughs> the judges get bribed Nonstop. Yeah. yeah, a lot of bribery, tomfoolery. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it goes with the, the cocaine and the violence and the yeah. bribing of judges. Mm-hmm. It yeah. makes sense. Mm. Yeah. General dirtiness. <laughs> What's it? I mean, what kind of? Uh, you, so you you do different types of music. You do jug band music. You've got uh, the majority where you kind of have a larger sound. What's uh, what's a what's a jug band audience? Like, or was it different to play jug band music? Than other yeah, stuff? I mean, yeah. it's a great it's a great audience. Yeah. Weird. I mean, uh, they're, we, they're weird. weird. 
<laughs> feels normal to me. So maybe Anna that's knows, the thing. Though, better. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I mean, that's not a music that's ever going to take off into a career. <laughs> so it takes a certain type of people to play it, I think, uh-huh. and a certain type of people to, uh, who enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mean, put, put that together. Right, right. Yeah. And some, somewhere along the way, you, you get a songwriting award, right? For John Lennon songwriting award? Yeah, he came back. He came back. Because <laughs> you were trying to write his throwaway pile, right? Right, his throwaway pile. Yeah, I did. I did. That was a very big, uh, that was a very big turning point for the uh, songwriting aspect of the music I was playing. Uh-huh. And so you're doing that at the same time as you're doing the jug band, then mm-hmm. you're still you know, on the side writing songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was still doing, I was still doing a few, a uh, couple of side like songwriting focused projects while I was doing the, the jug band music. Mm-hmm. Did, 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 you, did you write jug band music or did you kind of just leave that? Some of it band? was jug bandy. Yeah. yeah, some of it was jug bandy. Some songs about biscuits, uh, <laughs> a song about corn. <laughs> right? And to wrote a song, Anna actually, I have a really, one of the best jug band moments. We, we got hired to play a few weddings, usually of a certain theme uh, as the jug band. And she, there was like this barbecue, huge barbecue spread out in the, in the suburbs. And they had that, and it was this big pile of corn on the buffet. And she like, like, just like did a, like a cartoony little hand clap and ran over and she said the words, Yippee, it's the first corn of the season. I don't know if the yippee was part of it. Yippee, I added. (laughs) For the radio. (laughs) But, um... But uh, yeah, she said, "Oh, it's the first corn." She was very genuinely excited. It her and her hu- her and her husband are maybe the mo- the biggest in- food enthusiasts I've ever met. Corn enthusiasts, Enthusiast, yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, so we did write a song called "The First Corn of the Season." After Good that, song. it's a great Doesn't song. Get played enough. No, we don't ever play it. That, that that might that might be a segue into the song. Yeah, we don't play that. You, oh, like this is. Yeah. It means Jonas doesn't remember the words. You're teasing me here with yeah. these. Corn of the yeah. Season. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're writing everybody's throwaway pile, you can right. do it. Yeah. You don't always play all the te- all the hits. So when when did the the majority come together? Uh, it's been it's a snowball thing. It was j- uh, so when it started, it was maybe four years ago. I was playing with m- myself, Maria McCullough, uh, and. Uh, Jared Fatnix and Bailey Doyle. So it was fiddle, cello, uh, drums, and banjo. And that was four, and now it's eight. So, hence the name. I mean, it's an ambitious project. I mean, it's a very, you've got a very full band. The, the songs are, they're, they're ambi- they're, they've got more going on than a jug band, I, I would say, I think. Yes. yes. Maybe less people in some cases. Jug bands are notoriously huge, uh-huh. but, um, but more arranging. Right. So how, how, what's that process like for you? Do you, you all arrange it together? Are you the arranger? Who, who does this? I, I, come in, I come in with some, some ideas, and as the band goes along, uh-huh. like stronger ideas, yeah. as I realized how hard it is to like corral eight. Mm-hmm. Corral eight. But everybody in the group is their own, like, you know, very high-level performing right. musician. Like, everybody in the group has their own s- stuff. And I'm very lucky that they that they come and they do they spend some time with me to do their things. So as much as possible, I try to just 
give them the right room, the right room to do their things. Are there any songs from there you can do? Obviously, with not that same arrangement, but just some of the music that you've been doing. What can we do with this the two of? We'll do that one. That one. I love that one. We're gonna play Belle de Louisville.
Thanks. That's great. So, so Anna, though I promise not to ask you too many questions. Oh, yes, Anna. <laughs> how, did, how did you get into the, the whole Old Town School scene and stuff like that? Uh, well, I, um, I played violin since I was five, most, more in the classical vein, but some, a fiddle tune here or there, but never, I'm from Wisconsin. Um, there wasn't really a big old time tr- tradition or anything like that. Um, and I actually went to school, undergrad and grad school, for French horn performance, as Jonas mentioned. I'm a classical horn player. Uh, and when I got to Chicago for grad school, um, I, I actually, Jonas mentioned that he had Evan bring me along to a jug band night, and I had barely touched my fiddle for the whole time I had been in school. So I got up there and was like, oh, I'll just, you know, chop along on a couple tunes. And then they said, fiddle solo. <laughs> and so I did. And I, that, that was like, I had to shake off a lot of rust. Uh, but eventually, you know, the, the whole jug band thing just meant tons of playing. Like those long nights at the hideout um, just got my chops back pretty quickly. Um, and then Jonas passed on the favors that had been done to him, um, getting work at the school, and I, um, he helped me get a fiddle position at the school. So, yeah. So have you had to, you, you teach, uh, you don't teach class, you teaching sort of more folk styles, or do you teach like classical yeah, stuff I actually, at the school? Yeah, I do both. You do both. Um, I, I'm a Suzuki violin teacher, uh-huh. so that's okay. sort of more in the classical-ish yeah. side. And uh, I mix in fiddle tunes, so. Uh-huh. Um, and then we teach kids fiddle classes and a string band class. Um, I, most of that stuff I've learned through being here. I've mm-hmm. learned a bunch from Jonas and from people around the school, yeah. so. Yeah, it's great. It all fits together. So, so you guys are. So now it's it's more about. Well, you you do. Are you here for the old time uh, music nights or Jonas? Is that just you here at the Grafton? Uh, Yeah, I lead the old time uh, fiddle jam, Uh fiddle and banjo, or old time music jam on the first Mondays of the month, and then Uh there's a there's a um, jug band blues jam on the on the third Mondays. Anna's. Anna's far too busy <laughs> too at busy. that hour of the I evening. Show my face once in a while. Great one. So, what sort of um, what sort of crowd comes out for that? What What do you like about doing those shows? Uh, that they're not shows. I like right. that they're that they're just that's 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 where I learned to play. I learned uh-huh. to play. Uh, I went um, while I was traveling every night. I would take a a, a recorder. Uh, I had like a little voice recorder, and I would just set it on run, and I'd collect four or five hours worth of jam and then the next day I would listen to the jam all day and try and f- pick out a tune to learn and I would go back to the next jam the next night uh, and that's how I learned to play and it's it's uh, it's great I, I don't know like playing pick up basketball or something I mean yeah. that's that's right. social music right yes. yeah. yeah okay so make sure I had that right you that's got that social right. music, social yeah. music. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that on the Harry Smith collection isn't he called social music he might I, I don't he know does he that, I think it's the room he does that the know. Music. I think he does yeah. I think he does 
Um, well, so what else? What do you, what, where do you s- see yourself as most of all? I mean, do you, the songwriting, the old time music, does that all fit together? Yeah, yeah. all fits all together. together. It all yeah. fits together. This is a this is the place for all that to fit together. Do you, do you still feel like you're doing John Prine's throwaways, or are we are you now doing your own songs? I'm doing my own throwaways. Yeah, your own. How did so? How did yeah. that happen? When did when was like? So yeah, yeah. when is it like? That's my song. That's yeah, it's not my John trash. Song. No. Yeah, yeah. When did that happen though? Oh, I I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It gave me that 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 particular recognition gave me some uh-huh. uh, help. Gave me some help, some some confidence. I, and one thing I liked, I was I was listening to music, and it's and there's sort of those phrases that you would find in an old time song, and then it's like I, something about being in Winnemac Park and stuff like that. And it's, yeah. I think it's really cool how you so, bring together yeah. kind of that the old time with just the experience of living in Chicago, and you know, as a modern person, I think it's pretty neat. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So. Uh, um, you want to do another song or something? Yeah. yeah, is that the is that the another like we're closing it? I think uh, we probably about two two more. You want we could do about two songs and I'll do whatever people can. Why don't you do one song? We'll come back a little bit more and then we'll do one more and okay. then I'll close it out. All right, all right. All right. Did you switch to whiskey? Are we moving forward here? Is that no? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't do know. That? I don't know what goes. What this happens is, if we if we keep going? What, like I feel like each time I come back, you're kind of progressing. I'm getting. <laughs> have a bottle of absinthe on this next. One. That's what I got in my brain. I feel like this is in danger of helping you go to sleep. This particular tune, but then I'll play it. I'll play it anyway. Maybe that's what you need right now. Um. Shared roof in 
Which that on one of your albums? Then? Uh, no, no, it's exclusive. This is it. This is exclusive. Last time we're gonna burn it right here. <laughs> when when did you write that one? Um, two months ago. Two, two months or three. Ago? Uh, two or three months ago. You write That's a lot. That you, you keep pretty busy with writing. Songs? No, you know I have a, I have a, a baby. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I write less than I, I used to, but then, you know, I covet the time. Mm-hmm. I covet the time. So maybe it's all building up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I had a few. Right. Yeah. Well, and um, you have some, a big show coming up at the Old Town School, oh, right, don't yeah. you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to see, see the other six of us. Come on out October 28th, uh, and it's a Halloween weekend, so you probably have something to dress up as <laughs> somewhere else. But if you don't, uh, come on over to the Old Town School of Folk Music and uh, Tangleweed, our, oh, yeah. our resident uh, bluegrass band, one of our resident bluegrass bands, is going to be releasing their record, and we're going to be on that show. Yeah. That's great. Haven't you always wanted to hear the Monster Mash on the banjo? Yeah. Oh. Anna, Anna's lobbying really hard for the Monster yes. Mash. That's, Me that's, too. I'm with Anna on at. this one. Which might be better than the bass players lobbying for the Ghostbusters theme. Also, oh, now you're making it hard. See, well, <laughs> yes, medley. I would like to play the songs that we have, we've been trying to play. Now that's just crazy. <laughs> I voted for learning the songs we currently are doing, but, but what does that have to do with Halloween? Really, nothing to do with Halloween, except that it's scary to play songs that aren't really nailed down yet. It's scary to do that. Yes. 
<laughs> and you'll you'll be back here for a one mic stand, I think, with Mike Albert. Yeah, next isn't that month. great? The right. one mic yes. stands. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Those are good shows. Yeah, I love um, that. What's that? Tuesday. 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 It's, it's, it's a Tuesday. Second, I think it's the second Tuesday. Second Tuesday. So that'd be fun. Tenth. Thank you. Thank you. So we have that coming up. You have the what, and then you have the the jams, which are when? every first and third Monday of the month back okay. here. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys are the best. Thanks. Thank thanks. you. Thanks. Anna, thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Let's. Can we do one to to wake us back up for the yeah, we'll the, 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 the we'll journey homeward? Thank you. And thanks a lot to uh, Gunnar Jebsen for doing our sound. Thanks to the Grafton for having us. And and we will uh, see you again. We'll be back in December, the second uh, Tuesday. We'll be doing another uh, interview session. So thanks a lot for coming, everybody. That wasn't whiskey.
everybody. Thanks for having us here tonight, Dan. We really appreciate it. Thanks. You stayed up real late with us. Thanks so much. <laughs>